0: Today's date is November 17th, 2023, and this is episode 48 with Mary All-In.
1: Hi, punks. Going to school, huh? Yeah! Why don't you play fish hooking?
2: and come fishing with us! Yeah, boy, they're sure.
1: the scripture says that angels Try unmuting yourself. Oh, you. gently put your feet back on the ground he said, Get behind me, Satan Jesus
3: said, get behind me, Satan Jesus said, get away from me, Satan Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord I like God Get behind me, Satan
0: Jesus said,
3: get behind me, Satan Jesus said, get away from me, Satan Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy
1: God. Then the devil came to Jesus to a mountaintop to show all the
3: cities and the nations and the kingdoms here below. And the devil he told Jesus, you can have all that you see if you will just bow down and worship
1: me. Get
0: behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, You don't tempt the Lord, thy God. Get behind
3: me, Satan. Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan.
1: Jesus said, Get away from me, Satan. Jesus said. He said, Don't tempt the. God.
0: God. Hello and welcome, everyone. This is an official Godcast. Thank God it's Friday. Yes, indeed. The weekend is here. <clears throat> I'm Ron Johnston. And as always, I'm here with Mary. And tonight, giving her testimony, our special guest, Mary All In. All right. Let's first welcome our co-host Mary. This might get confusing tonight.
1: <laughs> yes, it might.
0: <laughs> but it's a good thing. Yes, you, you can't go wrong with too many. There's no. There's no such thing as too many Marys, right? That's, right. That's a good exactly.
2: Thing. Well, hello everybody. Hi, this is Mary. Mary, formerly known as Flightworks Mary, <laughs> the artist formerly known as Flightworks Mary.
0: So, is there like a symbol now for you that we got to use? <laughs> <laughs> You're very close to the artist formerly known as Prince. Where you I live. know. How far are I you know. away from uh, what was it? Paisley Park?
2: Paisley Park. Um, I'm probably about 45 minutes, maybe. 45 40 minutes, minutes away. I've never that. been there. I really want to go see really? that
0: though. You should yes. go there. I should. I heard It costs a lot there. of money.
2: It costs a lot of money to go there.
0: <laughs> money.
2: Uh, tickets like $100 just for the basic tour.
0: Yeah, but when you go there, you can hear doves cry. Oh, I can hear doves (laughs) cry anywhere. (laughs) Uh, What do we got going on next week? Jeff Jowdry?
2: Jeff Jowdry. We need to place him on the schedule on the pod beat.
0: He's on there. Just got a little. Oh, good.
2: Good, good, good. And And then uh, Patty after that on the first.
0: Yeah. And I heard Jess, an old friend of Jim Conley.
2: Correct. Yeah, they go back a long time. So good yeah he's quite a character so we're gonna have a lot of fun that night
0: well if he's a longtime friend of jim's
2: <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> you've got to be a character <laughs> yes
2: birds of a feather flock together
0: that's right that's why we all love each other that's right okay fantastic right mary all in how are you i am um
4: doing my best here to not uh, Clenched spirit.
0: Are <laughs> <laughs> you doing great so far? Thank you. Just keep that pace; we'll be perfect. Look at all the beautiful faces joining us tonight. Thank you all for being here in live chat. Murfat, great to see you. Matt and Have, great to see you. Tammy, Truth Patriot, always great to see you. Spooky DJ, joyful Gypsy. My and family. And I can't forget Gal Foster. Ah.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. Welcome.
0: <laughs> yeah, we love Gal Foster. She's been here since yeah. day one.
2: Yeah, we need to pray for her family tonight. So she's got some yeah, stuff going on do. with her niece. Yep.
0: And Jaja just entered. Welcome, Jaja. Hello. Hello. Wonderful. Yeah, Mary, your family's all here. We're all here to root you on. And we can't wait to hear what god has done in your life we just can't wait we love it it's it's been so long since last friday i wish every day was friday i know right <laughs> well before we get started the spray shall we sounds good all right hey mila's here hi mila love you girl great to see you all right let's pray uh everybody who's with me here please bow your heads dear heavenly father oh with thanksgiving here it reminds me of just how thankful i am lord thank you for today thank you for the godcast this ministry these friends and family we all have so much to be thankful for i know life gets rough at times but we still have so many blessings to be thankful for lord thank you for each and every one of them we ask that you can just please open our minds in our hearts for this message, this testimony that we're all about to hear. I thank you, Lord, for blessing us with Mary tonight. Uh, We know she will bless each and every one of us with her testimony. Thank you for that, Lord. And as always, we ask for salvation for anyone listening who's not saved. And Lord, Mm -hmm. just know that everything that we do here tonight is is only to honor and glorify you it's the only reason it's the only reason why we're here lord in jesus christ's name we pray amen amen,
2: amen. thank you ron
0: oh pleasure's mine truth patriot needs some days off he must be working hard a poor guy so uh for anyone who's with us in chat listening if you have a prayer request please tag mary uh, if anyone has questions for mary all in our special guest tonight of uh, our testimony please just tag myself or tag mary and we'll try and get that question in you don't mind us interrupting you tell you mary
3: so- Oh no, not at all okay please
0: yeah if we have questions and even if there's some questions we want to save to the end or interrupt we'll um We'll we'll do that. Uh, Mary, co-host Mary. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, Anything you'd like to add before we get started?
1: Uh, No,
2: but I did actually, I wanted to um, just kind of remind myself that, you know, we had this prayer jar with the people that we're uh, praying for specific people for salvation that people had asked. Yes. And so tonight, when we pray, uh, I'm going to try to remember to I want to say their names out loud, yes, before we pray for that. so
0: and then um uh, you want to you want to direct people to where they can add names to that?
2: Yes, yeah. they can find it. There's a post on our telegram page for this is an official Godcast that is a post by Ben Bland, who is someone that the Godcast follows. or you can follow it or you can find it on the Facebook page. Forgot this is an official godcast. And just state their name and we'll we'll put them in the prayer jar. Or you could send us an email. Just tell us their name. At this is an official godcast at gmail.com. Tell us their name and salvation. The word salvation and we'll put them in the jar.
0: Awesome. How many names do we have so far?
2: Six, seven, eight, nine.
0: Okay. So we don't have to go an extra hour or anything at the end of the show. No. We don't have <laughs> no, that many names yet.
2: No, it's not like the nine eleven list. We
0: anything. could very easily, though. I mean, if we all dug in, we could probably go a couple more hours with names of people that need salvation, I'll tell you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We're all basically praying the same thing for these people, that they will find salvation yes. through Jesus Christ. So we just want to name them out loud and recognize them.
0: Yes. Because uh, saying it out loud puts it puts it to work. Exactly. Okay, um, Mary. Mary, all in. Yes. Uh, thank you for coming on the Godcast tonight. Uh, we really appreciate. Oh, well, you're it. welcome. We appreciate you doing this. Uh, we know we understand it's not easy to do. I don't know if it's your first time giving your testimony or it's not just. Don't pretty make, much is it okay well good well, i don't even
4: know why i said said to yes to mary it was like a flute thing i was like oh, did she really ask me and i really said yes and <laughs> it, it was
2: the jedi thing
1: <laughs> but as,
0: as mary says it's, it's okay if it's your first time because this is great practice you can mess up as many times as you want nobody here is going to judge you we all love you we're all family um, it's okay. If you need to take a minute, if you need to cry, we'll get out some Kleenex. We'll have a good time. No matter what. The, um, yeah. They're right here, right here. <laughs> we just ask that this not be your last time you tell your testimony. That's all we ask. And, uh, we know God will take care of the rest.
4: Thank you. Ron.
0: Love you. Thank you for coming.
4: Thank you.
0: Okay. Listeners. This is, uh, Mary L Mary all in and uh mary go ahead tell us what god's done in your life thank you
4: well can i cheat right off the bat and put um my granddaughter taylor's name in that jar oh, yes yes okay
0: Absolutely.
4: her name is taylor um, so
0: and how old is she i've
4: been meaning to do that and you reminded me so thank you
0: how old is taylor
4: um she is 23.
0: okay well, we know how powerful it is when grandmothers are praying for you. So she's in good oh, hands. Oh, yes. She's in good hands.
4: <laughs> I, I claim her all the time for the Lord. Like <laughs> she's going to be his one day.
0: We know it. <laughs> Amen. Amen to that.
4: All right. So I guess I'll start. Um, I'm the oldest of seven. And I, um, my mom and was uh pretty much only child she had an older brother it was 25 years older than her and my dad was only child um so really we didn't
3: have family i had my grandmother
4: and that was probably well, my maternal grandmother and that was kind of the only family that i really ever knew um
3: when i was when I was two, I um
4: I drowned, and um, so I'm telling you the story because i I had an out of body experience, and I can remember um, I was at a lake and um my dad was off talking to these girls and I could see him i'm a, I'm a, up above the lake, and I can see him talking to these these women and my mom was over here with my little brother, and the lake was kind of over here to my side and in the middle of the lake was a playground and my doll was trying my doll was floating out there to the water and um in my in
3: what i could see was all
4: i had to do was get to that doll and it would be okay i for some reason i could get to that doll and um i I just clung to that doll and I remember going into the ambulance and that's all I, that's all I really remember that. But they did revive me. I i was gone and they brought me back.
2: How old were um, you again when that happened?
4: I was, I was two. Oh, wow. Okay.
3: Um, and then
4: I don't really remember too much about my childhood um, until I was probably around Seven. Um, I do know that my mom's brother tried to molest me or did molest me, and I blocked that out because um, when he came around the family later on, he left the family, and then um, he came along later on, and he came down and looked at me in my face, and I said, and I just got this really scared, yeah, you know feeling and I didn't like him and I told my mom that he had molested me and she didn't believe me so I don't ever really remember anything concrete but I just remember my mom saying oh you know that's a lie. Um, my mom and dad thought
3: like crazy and um,
4: my dad didn't ever really pay any attention to uh, me or um, at that time it was just my two brothers. And he worked a lot, and he was he worked quite a bit, so we didn't see him a lot. <clears throat> and then when they were together, they were biting, and he would beat the just beat the crap out of her, and the police would always come, and she'd be bloody and it was horrible. and they had these big parties, and the neighborhood would always come, and we would be sent to our rooms and um, we were we were kind of ignored um,
3: like. Just
4: see the children and don't don't do anything with them. So, I never felt any kind of love or um, acceptance by my mom or dad. And they got divorced when I was ten. Um, I had to go to court, and my mom told me I had to lie about my dad in court, and I I couldn't. I just it was it was a really traumatic thing. My mom was very mean. Um, but right around that time, I, I well, I always read my Bible. I had a Bible. My mom was raised Catholic, so I'll go back and tell that. And so she had sent me to catechism and did the First Holy Communion and all that stuff. And um, <clears throat> church was like three miles away. And I would walk to that church by myself. Um, for one, she wanted me to get out of the house. And for another, I just thought. There's something about church you know there's something there for me and i would read my bible constantly because um my mom would beat me so much that um i'd have to stay home from school for like sometimes months because um she would come in the middle of the night with this metal bar and um i wish she would just beat me with it and i i would never know when she was going to beat me or why and so when the school would come looking for me and they'd ask me, you know, are you coming back to school? And I'd always have to lie and say, no, I'm just sick or something's wrong. And, but during that time, I read all the time. I would read constantly and I had a Bible. I don't know where that Bible came from, but I read it constantly. And I was a proficient reader and um, I understood what the Bible said. And I knew that there was somebody named Jesus that loved me. And I just think, oh, he's—he died. There's somebody out there that loves me.
3: And so, after um,
4: the divorce, I tried to. Um, it was so bad. I um, I tried to kill myself. I read on. I always had to clean the clean the house. I was always had to take care of my brothers, and my sisters, and clean and do everything. And I read on the back of a bleach bottle don't mix with ammonia because it'll cause death. So I poured a bottle of ammonia and bleach in the bathtub and I locked the door and I sat there for, I don't know how long, as long as I thought I could. And well, it didn't kill me. And I thought, well, that didn't work, Lord. I'm still here. I didn't even feel
3: anything. So I was kind of bummed. And... Um, Right after that, I went to the ch- to church and I was in the um,
4: vestible part, you know, saying my sins to the Father. And, and right in the middle of it, I, I had my rosary in my left hand and I'm saying my, my sins. And I said,
3: why am I saying this to a man? The Bible
4: doesn't ever say anything about saying this to a man, and I'm just a little girl. And I, and I tell him, I said, I'm not talking to you anymore, and I leave. And I, I get out, and I, I'm walking by the side of the the aisle of the church, and I said, God, if you're real, why am I telling a man
3: about my sins? How old were you at the time? I was ten. Okay. And God just said, bam, he said, the whole church
4: filled with gold. I am not kidding. And he said, Mary, I fell on my knees. I could not stand. I could not see anything but gold in the whole church. And he told me in a a voice, he goes, "Put, put that rosary down. Don't ever come back here again. I am your father. And I go, wow, there is somebody who loves me. He talked to me. He told me he loved me. And I was like, oh, gosh, I'm so excited. God's <laughs> real. God's so real. And I walked home, and I was on cloud nine. I mean, I was just like, I, I remember walking home that day, and it was like the best day of my life. <laughs> and I went home, and I told my mom, guess what? I'm never going back to that church again i thought i was getting the crap beat out of me and she she didn't do a thing to me she didn't do anything to me and i thought well that was pretty cool so i found a little um uh, baptist church to, and uh, if anybody remembers calworthington dodge mm-hmm. he's in he was in california and he had animals there and <clears throat> i would go there and then they they said hey you want to get baptized and i said sure and they did your mom know? I said, yeah, and I lied. So I got baptized. Um, and that was the start of my, my Christian walk when I was a little girl. Oh, that's beautiful. So I know I've always had God with me. I haven't always stayed close to him, but um, somehow we had horses during that time. And um, we had them when my mom and dad were still together. And then when they separated, I had to um, go out and steal hay my mom would make me go steal hay so we could beat them and i was strong i was a strong little girl and i would go pick up the bales of hay and i would take them to the car and i'd do anything so i could keep my horses because they were my like pride and joy and i w- I had no fear i would i would break them i people all around me all around the ranch would say hey would you break my horse would you do this with my horse and i just had this like horse whisper kind of relationship with horses and uh so that was my pride and joy of of being saved in my and the horses and then um after they divorced and my mom um she um i had a friend named scott and um he was my age and he had an older brother named Brian and he was three years older than me. And that him and his friends were, they all lived, we all lived together in this community and it was, we're all friends. And then pretty soon, um, my mom's having an affair with him and he's just, just turned 14, maybe, maybe 13. I don't know. And she's having all kinds of parties, and she's having all kinds of orgies, and she's drinking and she's doing them drugs and she she's given me marijuana, and I didn't like it. I thought oh i don't I don't really think I like this. I don't want to smoke it. so I never had an affinity of to drugs or anything <clears throat> And then she gets pregnant, and uh, she had these strange weird people living in our house, and it was demonic and my brother saw um the grim Reaper in the house, and he actually saw the the demon and uh, so there were demons all around us
2: was she still um married at the time?
4: no, they were she was when divorced, was divorced, right divorced. okay okay uh-huh. and so. Um, when he found out, you know, he's 14 years old and he finds out that he's going to be a dad, it just threw him off of the rocker and he quit coming around. And she um, stayed in her room, drinking, doing drugs, and, and eating. And we didn't have any food. Um, and then she would make me clean her room and I would find candy wrappers and boo- booze and. All the stuff in her room, and I'm thinking, where is she getting this? Because I'm here most of the time, taking care of everything, and I didn't know how she was getting it. And I, and we were we were starving; we really didn't have food. Right. Um, but my sister came, and um, I was overjoyed because by then I I would had three brothers, and, and I thought, oh great, I have a girl. You know, I have girls, but. A sister now and but it ended up to where my mom was so depressed after she was born that it was um, just another burden for me and i didn't mind to take care of my sister it's like i thought, oh i'm glad i got to take care of her but she was a hard baby to take care of and i learned young how to take care of babies and what to do she was constantly a problem and, uh, my mom didn't come out of her room. She would, she just,
3: she would refuse. It was,
4: it was a really hard time. And, um, I found, um, a job in fifth grade delivering, um, leaflets to, uh, uh people's houses. I thought, cool, I can make some money so I can get some food. And so I did that. And then at the end of the fifth grade, um, I got two paper routes. And I got one in the morning, one in the after, after school, and um, they were hard paper outs. They were um, two major newspapers, and they were both three miles away. <clears throat> so in the morning, I would walk um, the three miles with my papers, and then after school, I would walk the three miles again and deliver my papers. But I was a little girl, and people just gave me great tips because i was like oh this little girl how, how is she doing this you know so i made great money and i learned how to manage money and i could buy food and i remember one time i thought i'm going to buy myself a pair of um pants and so i went and bought pants and i was just kind of mortified that i bought meant some for myself but at the same time i was happy I was like oh, i bought myself something <laughs> um my grandmother would come over at times and um Make sure we had food, and um, she was my refuge. She was my, she was my everything. And without her, I, I, I don't know what I would be. Um, my mom let me go to um, Europe with her when I was eleven, and um, I saw England, Ireland, Scotland, and it was fabulous. And I came home, and then. Without her and then she came home a little while after me and after she came home, um, we went to pick her up to the airport and she was in my bedroom. And um, I knew something was wrong with her. We just had this connection. I ran into the bedroom and I said, she's not doing good, mom. You need to take her to the hospital. She goes, oh, she's just fine. Leave her alone. Well, she was having a... um, heart attack and um, by the time my mom got her to the hospital she had a heart attack and a stroke and that just devastated me too because i was like my grandma that uh, i had
3: was never going to be the same again
2: i'm sorry
4: So I I tried to, like, show my mom that I loved her still. And I think, what if I just love her? And, you know, and she would just hit me or slap me and beat me. I was like, because the Bible said, honor your parents. And so I would always try to say, okay, well, how do I honor her? I just show her I love her. Um, Don't talk back. Don't do anything. Do what you're told. And try to take care of the house, and I thought, okay, that's what I'm supposed to do, Lord. You know, I'm supposed to honor her. So when they tried to put me up in um, school because they said I was gifted, I went, oh, I'm not gifted. I'm not anything special. Because who would who wouldn't believe in me, right? So I, I said, I'm not going there. I'm not I'm not going to do that. And I, it was interesting after that. I always had to kind of try at school because I told myself I was stupid. No matter what somebody said to me, I was like, "Oh, I'm not. I'm not anybody. I'm not anything." But I still loved school. School was still my my passion. And um, after she, after my mom kind of quit with that boy. Then she um, met a a new guy, and uh, she finally met him. She goes, well, look, Mary, aren't you glad I'm not in my room anymore? I'm I'm out doing things. I met a new guy. I said, oh, great, Mom. At least you're out, and you're looking happier and so good. She goes, well, do you want us to get married? I said, no. I don't. She goes, okay, I'll do what you say, Mary. We won't get married. And then she sneaks off. She would leave us for days on end, and and I would never know she went. And then found out she left one time, and she would, she got married to him. So then they come back, and they said, well, we're moving to Bakersfield. And from the beach to Bakersfield was another devastating trauma to me, because there was no beach. There were no horses. It was ugly and <laughs> <laughs> it was hot. Yeah, I've been to Bakersfield. <laughs> <laughs> and um shortly after when we moved up there, there was like we moved into this his family's house and it was horrible and they were total okie's Um house was barely standing and it was just disgusting. It was dirty, and we finally got a new house, and um, my other sister came, and um, during high school things were kind of okay, Um, and then, um, but she did try to kill me twice in high school and um her husband um yeah and she she would have killed me if he didn't stop her um and she she would just talk to me about how much she hated me and i don't know why and um were
2: there other siblings in the house at this time
4: yeah there was six of us then yeah, six of us in. And um, so she burned all my my pictures and like like she didn't want me to exist or anything, right? So then we moved across um, town, and she had another baby. That was my younger my youngest sister, and
3: I'm eighteen years older than her.
4: Um, then I met um I didn't date it in school because I was like, mm. I had one boyfriend, and I just thought I was too busy and who would want to date me i i got a I got a family that's screwed up, and I don't even know what's wrong, you know what's wrong with me, nobody likes me my my family hates me, so um, so I met this guy named James, and he was nice enough to me. And I, um, I was working three jobs, and I was going to school, and make you know making sure my brothers and sisters had food. And we ended up getting married. And but I told him I said, you know, I don't want to get married. I I want to make sure my brothers and sisters are okay. And goes. Because I was going to go in the Navy, and he said, no, it's all right, don't do that. Just marry me, and I'll take care of him. I, I said, well, I'll, if I'll marry you if, you if you help me take care of him, because that's what I've done my whole life. So I, we got married a month out of high school when I got out of high school, and uh, that night, um, we came home, and he was, he invited all his friends that I didn't know, and he sat there and did drugs all night, and I didn't know that he did had a drug problem. I had no idea, but... You know we marry what we know we we don't know how we 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 find those people but we marry what we know and uh, he was a lot like my mom so uh, um i had gotten we had 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 sex and i had gotten an abortion right before we got married and, and my mom had gotten abortions and you know, I, and I just kick myself all the time because, um, you know, if I, if somebody would have told me the truth about life and the, what matters and all that stuff and counseled me, I wouldn't have done that. Um, so then when I got pregnant this with, with my daughter, I, was, I cried the whole time. I think, oh, God, I'm going to be just like my mom. I would read my Bible constantly and... Cry and cry and I was and my my whole my whole family moved in with us because they had nowhere else to live and my mom and everybody in in our two little bedroom house and it was just a constant taking care of them, me taking care of them, me taking care of my husband and um, him drinking and doing drugs and Partying and staying gone. He always worked. He was always a good provider, and he always worked. So I was I was very happy about that. And we moved across town because I thought, you know, I got to get away from his idiot friends. And we did. And um, I got sick right after that, and I uh, was it um, went to the hospital, and um, they didn't know what was wrong with me, and I was in there for like. Three months and they um, said, well, here, you need to go home because we don't know what's wrong with you. And I said, OK, so I, by then I had weighed like 70 pounds. I was hardly, a, hardly alive. And I went back to the hospital that day and they they said, well, we still don't know what's wrong with you. But I found a surgeon that said, I'll just start operating on you from the top to the bottom of your sp- stomach and then see what's wrong with you so he did and i woke up and he guess i can't believe you're still alive um i've never seen this happen before and my appendix had burst three months before that and i had lived through all of that so god kept me alive again and i um got better from that and things kind of got better we evened out a little bit um I kept telling them, you know, I'm, I'm going to find a church. I'm going to, I have to go to church. I have to find a church. And I didn't know what to do and what kind of church to find or anything. And never had any direction. And so, um, I found a, um, pastor, um, from, um, Calvary. And, um, I come home and I tell my, can you hear me? Oh yes, um, and yes. I yep um, yep yeah. yeah. tell my husband, you know that um, I found this pastor, and he goes, "What's his name?" And I said, "Kenny." And he goes, "Oh, I, I went to school with him." I said, "Well, that was a God thing." So you're going to go to church with me. So he started going to church with me, and he ended up getting saved. Um, but it was just beginning of the journey for him to um, go through a really long journey of, of finding himself. So we were married 25 years and then during that time um he would beat me constantly. Um my first pregnancy, he he beat me um in my stomach and um I started bleeding and I couldn't believe that he was gonna do that or he did that and I left him for a little while, but um, I went back and I would get beat for I you know, just anything. Um you know, kind of like just kind of same kind of stuff my mom would do. And but I kept thinking, you know, if I just try hard enough, if I'm just good enough and I make sure that we go to church and we we seek God, everything's going to be OK. Everything's going to be OK. isn't that what church says, you know, what God says, just go to church and follow me. It's going to be OK. And so I put my rose colored glasses on and I did. And I found that church and. And they all had rose-colored glasses on. I figured after them, but I didn't see that at the time. I didn't see that we're missing out
3: on who Jesus really is, right? Mm -hmm.
4: And what He's really done for us. Because they don't take you. They didn't take us deep in there. They didn't show us. And we went to counseling with pastor kenny for years off and on constantly and he never held my husband accountable and i would leave and i'm thinking gosh lord you know i'm trying i'm trying i'm seeking your face i would i would wash his feet i would cry and i would do anything i could to say lord i'm your servant i just need this broken i need to have a family if i i i married him and i'm thinking i would never get divorced so i told god i said you know i vowed i made a vow to you papa and i'm not going to get divorced. And I tried my best to honor that,
3: no matter what. So,
4: he didn't change. My, my husband didn't. He, he just, and he, I was never allowed to be funny. I was never allowed to be me. I was never allowed to be anything but take care of me, take care of the family, make sure we all look good. And did my role, and I had gotten really sick <clears throat> after my second was born, and then they told me I was I had uh, lupus and all kinds of autoimmune problems, and I couldn't walk. I, w- I couldn't get out of bed, and I, um, my husband just like didn't care. And I said, okay, so we went through that uh, type of life, or quite a while. And um, raising the kids and my brothers and sisters all living with us off and on. Um, taking care of my mom off and on. Um, so and during that time, I had going, I started going back to school. Um, and when I first started going to school, I was going to be a interior decorator. And um, that's when I got sick with the pancreatitis. And so when I started going back to college, God said, you're not going to be an interior decorator anymore. I said, but but God, that's a fun position, a fun job. I'm good at it. I really want to do that. And he said, no, you're not going to do that. And I said, well, what am I going to do then? And he said, just go to school and I'll figure it out. I said, oh, I don't like this. (laughs) So I go to school and I said, What am I supposed to take here, Jesus? I don't know. And he he said, child development. I said, I have no desire to take (laughs) child development. I've dealt with kids my whole life already. So I started taking child development classes. And it took me um, 14 years to finish college. And I did. And I applied. And I finally get into a job with um, Child Protective Services. And again, I'm with more children, taking care of more children. I'm going, Papa, you know, you put me in charge of taking care of kids my whole career and my whole life and all these kids and 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 it's not to say that i didn't like my child protective services job i did i was good at it um i was always i always think outside the box and so they hated me Mm. and i did things that they didn't like but i don't like the system the system sucks
1: Mm
4: -hmm. um
2: Sounds like you were in there just for just such a time as this. Mm
4: -hmm. I was and I I knew that was a God, God thing for a job. And when I, when I left, I knew it was time for me to leave and um, Papa told me it was okay to leave. Um, so when I got divorced, I was like, oh God, I'm, um, I moved out, let me back up a little bit. I moved out and I was, um, because when he finally quit doing oh he was into pornography um prostitutes drugs alcohol all these things and i was like you know don't you love me for who i am i'm not a prostitute i'm i I love you i'm your wife and then and then when he finally quit doing a lot of those things he had nothing left he didn't know how to relate to me and i had nothing left I didn't know how to relate to him. I couldn't fix him anymore, you know, I was always trying to fix him, like, you know. And he just ignored me and and I would just cry constantly and go to sleep and that was worse than not getting, like, not getting beat or not getting some type of attention sometimes. And um, so I moved out and I said, I just can't, I can't do this. I mean, you won't go to counseling anymore. You won't make it work. You won't do anything. And when I moved out, it was like a breath of fresh air. I was like, my time. I've never had my time alone. I never knew who I was. And I found this little apartment, and um, I beg him to go back to counseling and beg him to make it work. And he just wouldn't. So um, I met uh, a cop, which is we weren't quite, we weren't divorced yet. And, um, I started getting involved in him, which was a total mistake. And so I, I felt bad and I went and talked to him. I said, Hey, look, I need to talk to you, uh, James. And and I said, I met this guy and, um, getting serious about him. He goes, Oh, well, don't worry. I, I, I met a girl too. And I wanted a divorce. And I said, Oh, okay. So he asked me for a divorce. And I said, sure. I thought, well, I'm off the hook. I didn't, I didn't ask for the divorce this time, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but my whole family thought I asked for the divorce, and I'm the one that had an affair, and I'm dull And so I was totally blacklisted from my family and the church. So it was another, like Mary's, the wrong person again. Mary, no matter what I did, you know, I was wrong. And um, shortly after the. The divorce was final. Like I got into a car wreck with him, and um, I had um, quit breathing, and they they brought me back, and I ended up in the hospital, and my neck was broken in four places, and my broken bones other places. But um, so you were brought back again again i i was yes. brought back again and i'm going okay lord this is like the third time why am i still here i, I i'm just not. Uh, so i'm thinking okay and my my ex came to see me in the hospital he went with my ex yet and i said can you and i said jesus is telling us to get back together we need to try to make this work And he goes oh hell no i'm not i'm not doing this with you and so they they uh my neck was severely broken in a lot of places and they didn't know what to do with me so they transferred me to a um, specialized hospital a long ways away and uh, which was total blessing a total god thing um how that worked out and when they were moving me to the ambulance i said will you will you walk me to the ambulance because i'm i'm scared i'm those helmet i'm not in the ambulance with you and i cussed him out and i don't cuss i was like you <laughs> and the guy in the ambulance was like going good for you lady <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a jerk <laughs> and so i went so i went there and i and i just i decided that i'm going to get better and i'm going to overcome this and it um i couldn't walk for a, a year i uh, got this other Infection thing in my foot, and they were going to amputate my foot, and um, I kept having all these surgeries, and by this time, my family and my friends really abandoned me, like, you, you deserved to be by yourself, you deserve to take care of yourself, and I had no one when I went home, and I crawled around the house. What's
2: the timeline at this point? With you like how like how long ago was this or
4: this was in 2002 okay all right so um i i had no one and my daughter came by and she stayed well she was getting ready to move out and um she beat me up really bad i and i I had to hide from her and um, wait for her to go to sleep and lock myself in the bathroom and she was just everybody was angry at me like i ruined their lives your daughter this was your daughter my daughter did she was just oh, took wow. out this anger out on me and i had like i uh she was a sweet girl and i i i didn't know where that came from except there's all this anger towards me that I ruined everybody's size. so I vowed that I was going to get better and it would and I go to physical therapy and I would have to take my wheelchair and put it in my car by myself and it would take me like two hours and i get to physical therapy and I couldn't I couldn't even carry like two pound weight in my arms sometimes I'm just I don't know how I got the that wheelchair in my in the car, it was God. God just got me through it. He just did. He's he's amazing. He really is. And, um, so I go back to work about a year later. by By, by that time, I'm still in the a wheelchair, and you know, I went back to work in a wheelchair. And um going to my, the doctors and. They said well you know with and i i started getting depression depressed and, depressed and um, with my autoimmune problems and this stuff and my doctor was begging me a couple of them just get on disability you're never going to be better mary you're going to have all these problems get on disability and i said no i'm speaking, I'm not death. Giving in. speaking death, i'm not going to give in. Yeah. i don't care what you say i'm going to get better so i fight and I thought, and I said, Jesus, you're going to get me better. And I stayed with that idiot cough off and on, and he was a real narcissist. And I learned what a real narcissist was. And I, but by then I was so entrenched with thinking I loved him. Um, and that if I just loved more this time, if I just loved more and better this time, I would, I would be okay. He would be okay. And, um, I had to come to the realization that that's not going to happen so i got super depressed and i cried constantly um i tried to kill myself like a couple of times with some pills and exhaust pipe and stuff and it didn't work and i'd say okay lord i'm still here and um in that time there was it was hard to find help my church didn't want to help me i um didn't know where to turn and I was frantic I was manicky I was depressed I cried all the time thank god I could go to work and I could drive a company car and sometimes I would just drive around for hours pretending I'm, I'm working I would cry 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 and I, I didn't have any uh, suicidal ideations at that time I just I just needed somebody to, to hug me or cry with me or let me talk and tell me it's going to be okay and I had no one, and I found, finally, I found a guy in Canada, and I sent him a text, and he sent me a text back, and um, it was just a God thing. And he would call me every day for a year, and he'd say, Mary, how are you doing today? And I would tell him, and he would either tell me, you know, what I he told me what I needed to hear most of the time, and but mostly he would pray with me. He would encourage me, and he was the first man, the first person that ever really listened to me. That really knew me, and uh, I still thank you God for him. And then one day he's I was so depressed, and he said, "Okay." You need to stop this, Mary. And I go, oh, I can't. I can't. And I'm mad and I'm mad. And he goes, yeah, you can. You better start changing your attitude, changing your mind, and start dwelling on these the things that God wants you to dwell on. And I said, like what? And I'm mad at him. I'm just furious. Whatever is worthy, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is, they, uh, dwell, think of these things. Yes. I saw, oh, and it hit me. I'm not trying to think of those things. I'm so entrenched in my own pity, my own crying, my own everything that I'm I'm not trying to dwell on any of that. And I would hit the walls. I would scream at God and I would cuss at him and I'd yell at him and I'd say, why did you leave me here? Why did you leave me here? I'm here again and I don't want to be
3: here and you left me here, Papa. And
4: he wouldn't answer, and I would say, because, oh, I backtracked a little bit. I I had an emotional affair while I was working, and, and yet I'm thinking, you know, and I knew it was wrong. And somebody told me, well, when you do all that stuff, and turn your back on God. There's no going back. He's not going to forgive you. He's not going to, you're not going to have that intimacy back. And I would say, okay, well, that left me too. You know, I don't have anything then if God left me, how do I have anything left anymore?
3: I just want to go home.
4: And so when I started thinking, okay, I have to change my mind, I have to change my thinking. Because they put me on antidepressant and all that stuff. And I said, I'm not going to take this stuff. It's from hell. Those are those are from hell. I really and I'm in the mental health field and I, I could tell you stories and stories about mental health field.
2: That's probably not a coincidence.
1: No,
4: <laughs> no it's not a coincidence. And, yes. uh, but I, I never got sucked into that mental health field, and I would con- constantly fight my teachers about their reasoning and the, all the crap they were teaching. And they, they thought I was crazy, but oh well. <laughs> um, and then one by little, by little, little by little, I started coming out of it. But during that time that um, I was crying, and right before I met him, I, um, I think I was asked for help from the psych ward, and he said, "Well, just come down and talk to me. Just come down." And they said, "Okay." I said, I'll "Come down and talk to you." And I said, all I need is somebody to talk to me. All I need somebody me talk to you and it's okay. And so I'm talking and I'm crying. And and I know the ins and outs of mental health and all that stuff and the the roles and um they said, Well, just sit right here and we'll come back for you in a minute. And I knew I should have got my butt up. And they come back with the cops and they put the cuffs on me and they arrest me and they said, You're gonna get committed. I said, Why? I'm not suicidal. I knew I wasn't. Um you told me all I needed to do was come down here and talk to me. So I refused to go to their groups. I refused to do all their crap that they wanted me to do. And then they said, "Well, see, you are you're not compliant, Mary. You're not compliant." I said, "No, because I'm not suicidal. i I was really pretty much okay during that time. And during that time, I kind of really did snap out of it. It's like, I don't belong here. I am not. I don't belong here. I don't. So I made them take me to the uh, evaluation hospital <clears throat> because I said I know if and they they made me go in class again because they said I was a danger and I and, oh I was I was mad because the, the cop that come and gets me is I I work the streets with them you know so that's even worse and uh, I get to the psych I'm um, the hospital and she said you don't need to be here and I said I know she goes go home and I said I okay I did but that was be- between that and um, telling my mind to change my thinking, um, it kind of snapped me out of it. So um, I started going back to church a little bit, and I would didn't I didn't know where to go to church, and I kept thinking I just need to find God again. So little by little I did, and little by little He would show me who He is in my life again. And this is so much more deeper than I could ever imagine,
3: so much more than I could ever know. Oh.
2: Showing you who you are. Right. And who, through who he is.
3: right.
2: And I, I've learned.
3: I'm not really loved, and I, uh,
4: I. think. Well, why? Why has it taken me my whole life to get here? I don't know, but um, I've had um, health problems throughout this still, and I was told um, a couple years ago I probably had a. Um, liver cancer or cirrhosis of the liver and i i had been pretty sick and i'm still sick off and on at times but i don't like holistic i mean i don't like conventional medicine and um, it was a big story about that but um papa told me don't go back to a regular doctor stay away go to holistic medicine so i have i've been doing pretty pretty good and um My mom died recently,
3: <clears throat> um,
4: and that was probably one of the most traumatic things to go through I've ever gone through. Um, not because she was dying; I mean, she 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 took the jabs and she knew that they were killing her. And I said, "Mom, why'd you do that?" She said. The doctor told me to. I said, "Mom, I, I've been telling you how bad those thing, those are for you." And she goes, "I know, but they're killing me, Mary." And I said, oh, "Okay." And I tried to give her holistic stuff to make her better while she was in the hospital. And my siblings were like, "You're not a doctor. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. You don't know what you're doing." And I was doing it for one, one of them so she'd keep her alive So when my other brother could come and see her, and because he couldn't get there till later, and she was getting better, but. Um, all my brothers and sisters were just like meaner than crap to me, and uh, so I don't, I don't know. I think it's because they they take out their anger because I was like mom to them, and they take it out on me, and then now they memorialize her like, oh, she was this great mom, and they're getting together and have parties for her and i was not allowed to uh, be a part of a lot of it and i uh, i was called a liar a thief and then all these things um, that i didn't do and then none, none of them, none of them uh, said that wasn't true and they they would some of them knew it's not true. And I'm going that well but I have one brother that just hates me. He's full of hate hate towards me. And um what I've learned is hate is contagious just as much as love. And if they give in to that hate, they're blinded by it too. And they they have to choose the love and and, and hate and they they don't so I I don't talk to them anymore Um, you know I would give my life for them still always
3: I've raised them they've I've done everything I could for them I've always been there for them and uh,
2: We that had was a, really had one of
4: a, the hardest things
2: we had a question that kind of mm-hmm. relates to that and I was wondering that too um did your relationship with your mom reach the point of peace or forgiveness
4: before she died um well when she was when I was probably about 35 um Jesus said you're going to show her these verses in the bible you're going to talk to her about me because she wasn't a christian and you're going to tell her about me i said oh i am so i said well you're just going to have to make a way i i don't know about this and so she came over one day and um there was nobody there which is like not, n- never happens and <clears throat> so i go mom um You know, I need to tell you about Jesus, and and I had my Bible open. I can't remember everything, but um, she was. I don't want to know about your Jesus. And I go, oh my god! (laughs) So I said, no, Mom, just come over here and touch my Bible. And she was. Oh, she starts screaming. The top of her lines and I come over to my bible my bible and I go to her and I say mom just read this read this word you're going to be okay and she runs down the street screaming her head off just screaming yeah. and oh god she's possessed That's... and then I kind of started learning a little bit about demons you know about and what what they carry and breaking off demons and in, in my family so that was the beginning of god in her life um i didn't quit talking to her about god she came to me one day and she um she said mary i'm i'm sorry um i'm really sorry and i've accepted jesus in my life and i said i'm glad for you i'm happy. that's all i want for you but she didn't really change too much um, she changed enough to where it was Better for her, but she still had this hate for me. I I would I would look at it in her eyes, and she would just seethe with this hate towards me. And so, when she was dying, I asked uh, my friend; he's a pastor, and I wasn't I wasn't in town at the time. And I said, "Will Will you go to her and tell her that she doesn't have to carry any more guilt? She doesn't have to carry any more shame?" And it's okay for her to go home without that. She just needs to focus on Jesus now,
3: and he did.
4: And she was a different person after that. She was kind of mom that you'd always want her to be. For those last two last two weeks of her life was. Um, She didn't carry that shame. She didn't carry that burden of who she of who she was in the past anymore. And she was forgiven. And she knew that.
2: I know so that's she went hard. Yeah, I, she went I know that's hard. But it's beautiful at the same time.
4: It was beautiful. It was a beautiful gift. And, um, I knew she was going to die that night that she died. And so I let my sister stay with her, my two my sisters. And, cause they're, they're totally more screwed up than I mean, they were screwed up. And, and I said, you, I said, I'm going to let you stay here because there's only going to be two of us here. And I said, but you have to realize being with her and, and when, she, when she dies is a gift. And they were looking at me like, uh, I'm crazy. I said no. This is a gift to you to be here to watch this and let her go in peace. And so that's what happened. And um, so that was her her going home story. And I'm 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 thankful. I have no reservations about her life or anything. I don't I don't have any qualms about what she did to me. I totally had forgiven her years ago. Um, I hadn't had nightmares every night for years and years um, that she was going to hurt me still and i had asked jesus to get rid of them. and um, i knew that night when he did i knew i was never going to have another one and i, I never have so um, she was she went home in peace and i to me that was the biggest gift to my life to let her yes.
3: go, to see her go home in peace
4: And then, um, and then, I didn't have any family, and I met, her. I met my family here.
3: And I know
4: they would do anything for me, more than my family. My family wouldn't do a thing for me.
3: And I know they love me, and the
4: intimacy and the love is like, you know, God shut the door, uh, door shut. And I don't think God shut it, but he opens more for me than I could ever imagine. He's, he's beyond wonderful. And so when my my mom died and I got really sick and I told him that, I, my pastor told him, me out, you need to tell them that you have liver cancer and i said no i don't want to tell them he said yeah you need to tell them well they thought i was lying they don't treat me it's like oh yeah right you're just fine mary because you know i've always been okay i always make sure i'm okay with them and
1: yeah
3: they didn't check about me they didn't do anything and uh, And I find ironic that I
4: was telling myself, because the last time I uh, tried to kill myself, I knew that was the very last time. And that was like around 2003 or something, like 2023, or uh, 2003. And I knew that was going to be the very last time. And I knew Jesus, is. and I said, okay, I had taken pills. And um i just thought oh i'm going to sleep this time it's going to work i'm i can feel myself going off and then bam i'm wide awake and i woke up and i went damn it jesus <laughs> <I'm> still <there." laughs> and i said okay i get it i get it i get it i get it i'm not going to do that again and i haven't never had another desire to do that but when they when my family did that to me i'm going okay well when i'm dead because if i have cirrhosis liver or liver cancer they're going to know that I'm okay they're going to when I'm dead they're going to see this when I'm dead so I still had this this mentality of suicide
3: mm-hmm.
4: and I I had to hit myself over the head like a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago it was like why do you say that to yourself Mary why don't you just choose life and stop that. So I've changed my mentality again. And Papa said, Choose life, Mary, get healed. Yes. Choose life. I love you.
3: <laughs> and that's the road I'm on.
2: That's my story. It's beautiful. You know, when I met you, I met you in Yuba City and you yes. we were both uh, helping out on the on the barbecue line and we were slicing bread and what struck me is that you have such a servant's heart and what you shared tonight just reiterates all those things as far as you serving others and you had asked um a few times i noticed in your story that you had said if i just did this or if i just did that or if i if i like even just now when you were saying if i if if i was dead or if i you know like the scenarios in your mind of what you could do to change a situation and I'm I just I want to encourage you and just remind you and you already know this God has stressed this in your life I have no doubt that he is he's the one that changes things and he's the one that transforms and it's so beautiful that you have been able to see this and you know what it's taken your whole life but sometimes that doesn't happen for people in their entirety of their life. And so it is a beautiful thing. There's so many notes I took of what you were talking about because those of you that know my story, we, we can relate a lot on a few levels. And I also remember you stating that to me when I shared my story that how much years related, and that I wanted you to know that I've been praying for you ever since that conversation. And I'm so happy that you came on here to share this. Thank you, Sister.
4: Um, there's, a, there's more, that, but uh, our, our stories are a little bit more uh, than you know, but uh, one of the things I, I didn't talk about is that um, I found out my dad's not my real dad and all seven of us have different dads, imagine that. <laughs> but he raised me as his daughter and he raised my three younger brothers as his children, his his brothers, his sons, sorry. And um, that explains a little bit why he was never close to me, never showed me like, too much of what he loved me and he was always hard on me. So when I learned that he wasn't my dad, and I always kind of knew that in my head anyway, I was, you know, you know. And I don't look anything like him anyway. And I said, that's okay. Because I learned who my papa is. I learned who I have a real dad that loves me and the man that I call dad. I give him all kudos and I love him as much as any I could love any dad now because he calls me his daughter. And he loves me. he tells tells me he's so sorry that he didn't try bit harder to raise me better, but he didn't know anything he he had a dysfunctional family and he did the best he could so i don't blame him at all and i love him he's my dad but i know who my real dad is
3: and praise god for that awesome
0: mary i'd love to Share with you a couple of things that were said in chat. Uh, this is from DJ Shaw. And she said, My sister. <laughs> she said, Mary, you're such a beautiful woman. I'm so sorry you went through this. You are the bright light in the darkness. God bless you, and I am blessed to be your sister. And Kitty to Karen, she says, You're such a strong and gentle person. God has blessed you with tenacity and a warm and loving personality. May the Holy Spirit continue to carry you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And Mary, I could not count the times that somebody commented, Mary, we love you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so many times here. So you uh you have a family right here, Mary. You're correct. I
1: do. Blessed beyond me measure and I
0: thank them every day and I pray for them every day. And...
3: Like...
4: I know I can't like see you with guys in person all the time, but To see Mary's face again, like, oh, it brings me such joy.
2: Me too, sister. (laughs) One other thing that struck me, too, when you were talking about your job that you had uh, a couple times um, where you had mentioned that maybe you were Uh, maybe more of a rebel in some people's eyes, like they couldn't, you know, you like stood, stood up for things and, and they didn't like you very much because of this or that, but also wanted to remind you of you have, you may never know this side of heaven, even if it was one person that you touched during that time, that was your mission to be there. So it was. thank you thank you for
1: doing
4: that people um i had to um i had to take early retirement or get fired and it was devastating to me i was but i knew god was telling me it's time to leave and i could have i probably could have fought it and stayed but god said leave me I said, but this is what I know. This is what I'm good at. This is what I, I help. I'm outside of the box. I'll do whatever it takes to make sure that I can do what the, the right thing for these kids and these families. I will. And so after that happened, um, I started going to this church, and I had three people come up to me, and they said, hey, do you know me? And I said, no. Well, you were my social worker, and I got to tell you, that. Without you, it would i could, I couldn't have made it,
3: and it's like,
4: Papa, you're so good to me. <laughs> you know you give me what I mean sometimes I think I'm all by myself or I'm not doing enough or I'm stupid. one of the one of the things that I uh, suffered in that auto accident was I have a brain injury i have I have TBI. And I um see when I then when I think about it, it gets worse. I uh, start stuttering, and so I feel like an idiot. I feel like I'm really just stupid and I don't talk well and I can't think of names. And so that's really a, a hindrance to me sometimes because I mean, I have to do a lot of public speaking and do things out in the public. And
3: <clears throat> so, but God gets me through,
2: yes. If you wouldn't mind, um, I'd love for you to share what you're doing now and as of late, because I know that um, you're involved in a couple different groups and uh, you are a blessing to a lot of people here who know you through those groups. And so I would love if you would just share a little bit about where God is leading you and has led you recently and maybe where
4: you see in the future I'm on a school board and so I fight for uh, kids here and their families and I'm constantly fighting it's uh it's horrible um so I do that and I've made a couple changes but I always feel like it's not enough um I'm on a couple political action committees and and then I run um, an education committee. Um it's called the Children Matter. It's on Facebook. And I constantly am researching and helping parents with um educational problems and learning the laws and finding out what they're doing to our kids in schools. And and I help a lot of parents with that. And I try to find people that to run for office here in town. Um I run a singles group at church and um, i don't want to be there but papa told me that to keep doing this right now because um, we're building community and we're building a foundation and i'm teach i'm telling them truth that's not told in our stupid for our stupid church i can't stand it (laughs) um i i really i don't like it there but um i have to stay there for now and I love my singles that I made. They're they a great group of people and I watch my grandkids and when my daughter loves me when she's not mad at me. Oh, <laughs> And you're also involved and in I, some
2: prayer group, a prayer group. And, and I'm in and a yeah, study. I'm a,
4: my, yeah. my, my prayer groups and uh, it started in Yuba City and I'm meeting you and uh, JP, and uh, Matt, and uh, Ellen, and Maria, and God just brought us together like woof, yeah. and uh, we, yes. from there, we decided that we were going to stay in touch, and uh, we decided to go to the second part and it's been, uh, what a ride. And, and then matt decided that he wanted to do a prayer group and it's grown from there and jp took it over and we have this prayer group and i said let's do it on signal and we're now we're on signal and it's grown like crazy and uh, it's it's fun it's a great group and we're growing we have a women's um chat group we have a prayer track group now and uh, we have a chat group where they can be funny serious prayer whatever it it's a all no hard spot no no po bards uh chat we
2: group. need that in our lives
4: we need that humor we and do. joy <laughs> we do and it's it's um uh, that's one of my downfalls is is uh being funny i'm I was never allowed to have be funny so when somebody can make me laugh it's like oh i I just think I'm in heaven. (laughs) I think
2: you're funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I want to tell you something else, too, is that um, going through everything that you've gone through, I want to just stress to you so importantly that you are a warrior, Mary, and you have been forged through all of the things that you've gone through and that you get to carry that light to some of the darkest places that people are sitting in. And that God has made you a warrior through all of this. And that be honored girl. Be honored for all the struggle that you went through because it's it's developed you to be a warrior. And you get to carry the light. And not everybody does. So that's, that's an honor and a gift. Just like you spoke of being a gift to be there when your mom died, to see that beautiful transition. You are a gift because of what you went through. Amen to that. Thank you for sharing tonight. So it wasn't as hard as I thought. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little freeing, isn't it?
4: Uh, Yeah, I'll be able to sleep tonight. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: It's certainly incredible everything that you've been through. all the death and near death experiences that you're brought back from, the suicide attempts, uh, and the, everything that you've went through—it's—it's it's amazing. I love the pursuit. He was after you the whole time, and he, he was—he never left me, and he was—he never left you. He was never letting go. Uh huh. That's uh, I love that in the story. I love the pursuit, man. Do I love the pursuit? I love hearing it because that's God's love. And uh, for those that are listening, if if you're not saved and and uh, you're noticing that pursuit with you, He loves you too.
3: Okay.
4: One of the songs that I would sing is, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And it's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry for the things that I've made it, but it's all about you, Jesus.
3: And I would sing that over and over and over again.
0: Thank you, Mary.
2: You know, there's another Psalm, Mary, that um, it's kind of close to my heart, but I want to share it with you too. And that's along the same lines. It's uh, Psalm 40, one through three. And I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction. Out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, Mm -hmm. making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many, and get this, many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Many will see and fear the Lord because of what you shared tonight thank you
0: that's the truth
4: thank you thanks for letting me uh spill my guts and
3: tell my tales
0: (laughs) oh thank you mary thank you for being here that was awesome you got me right here in the fields. <laughs> um, yeah, I can
4: see her choir, too.
0: I just, I love seeing the Lord work. It's just, it's just amazing. Um, I remember when He was pursuing me, there was times, there was a time where I stopped and I just asked, why? <laughs> uh, no great prize here, Lord. You know, why? I, you know, I, I, I just didn't understand it didn't make sense back then just had to be a little patient and uh it's making a little bit more sense now and i'm sure it'll like make a lot more sense in years to come
1: yeah. <laughs> You're I'm, young.
0: I'm glad i opened up and just said yes man and uh i want to encourage more people out there to just say yes so if i can let me read romans 10 9 through 10 Romans ten nine through 10 says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Mm. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Our call lines are open. If there's anyone here in the chat that isn't saved, please call in Mary and Mary and myself. We'll all pray with you. Also, please call call in. And uh, as a matter of fact, if if, if the Godcast is live and you're listening, the, the call-in is always open. You guys can call in anytime, From the very first moment all the way to the end. I'll always leave this call-in feature for you. If we're in the middle of the testimony and you feel the need to call in then, please call in. We'll stop. Uh, but please do realize recognize that you are a sinner, and uh you know understand that we're all sinners there's not not one of us here is perfect uh, if you've listened to these testimonies you've known you'll know that we have all been some of us have just been some really rotten people and not married doesn't sound like uh sounds like you were awesome your whole life oh. Uh, what a what a great what a great sibling you are uh it's it's a shame that your your siblings don't see that and i'm i'm gonna pray that they will one day It's so nice that your mother come around that had to be one of the greatest highlights and I wish that for everyone I wish salvation for everyone. And uh, also, Mary, really impressed on what you're doing now. You know, we we look around us and we, we, we say, man, things are so tough. You know, I got a really rotten sheriff and the, the school board's horrible. And, you know, there's there's things we can do about that. You know, we can, don't forget why we're here. Spread the gospel. Tell your sheriff about Jesus. Tell your school mm. board about Jesus. <laughs> That's how, yeah. you know, we, it's so, so difficult to change things federally, but locally we can really change what's around us. And if each and every one of us can do this locally, we'll have a much better, bigger picture in the end, you know, and, and just like Mary all in is doing, she's finding people to run in these local government positions. So, you know, if, if you've got a sheriff or a school board member or, a treasurer whoever it is locally that is just not going to hear the gospel hey let's vote them out with someone who knows it already you know let, let's change our local let's let's change what's locally around us and do it by using the gospel if you're not saved and you're unsure of the words uh, if i could please direct you to our Telegram page where you can find our prayer of surrender. And if I could, I'd like to read that now as well. And if you're listening, you're not saved, you, you just repeat this. Just repeat what I'm saying here now. Dear God, I come before you today with a humble heart and surrender my life to you. I believe that Jesus Christ was born free of sin, died on the cross as a payment for my own sin and rose three days later. I believe in your gift of salvation and eternal life because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. God, today I repent and turn from my old way of life. Today I ask for new life through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for forgiving me and making me brand new. In Jesus' name, amen. And don't forget you can always reach out to us. You can find us uh reach out to us email us at this is official at com. And Mary and I would love love to pray for you as well, so please drop us a line. Uh if, if you want to talk to Mary all in, please get in touch with us, we can get you in touch with her as well. <clears throat>
4: thanks again guys thanks for your guidance and your love and your support
0: thank you mary
4: thank you
2: and thanks to all my family out there yeah it was a joy having you on and like ron said it's been just a flurry of hearts and love and um you are loved Mm
0: Yeah, you awesome. can certainly tell when we got a B-Dead doing a testimony just based on the live chat. Uh, a <laughs> lot of love in this family here. It's hard to say we're friends, you know. <laughs> it's just, there's so much love. <laughs> that's tr- There's no other way to describe true. this, but we're family.
4: That's true.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mary, you want to close us out?
2: Yeah, I'd love to.
0: Anything else that we're missing before we do?
2: no i think we're good
0: okay thank you
2: okay lord here we are thank you thank you for tonight thank you for the godcast thank you for sending mary tonight to share her story your story lord it's just never lost on us the power of transformation and the power of your love and how it just redeems everything And Lord, I just ask for an extra measure of blessing over Mary and her entire family. Lord, we pray for just a peace to fall over their whole family. And reconciliation would happen between relationships that need that. That anyone that is in her family that needs to know you or needs to know you more. Holy Spirit, we know you're already working in it. We just we just come right alongside and agree with what you're doing right now. And we come in alignment
3: with your will.
2: I pray for each and every one of her siblings that each one of them would know you and that they would see each other and Mary through your eyes. Lord, give them the power of forgiveness, everyone for each other. Thank you, Lord, that you brought her mom to you and that Mary got to see that happen and that you moved in her life to be instrumental in that. Thank you for the courage it took her to share the Bible with her mom maybe in a scary time. Bless the work that she's doing now and that you've already aligned in the future. You've already, you're directing her steps. I have no doubt that Mary sees that. So Lord, I I ask for just a joy to fall over Mary in those steps that everywhere she would go, She would just know that you're right there carrying her, Lord. And that she would feel your presence. Thank you for everyone that she's touched already. Thank you for those that she will touch through this. And in the future of her work, and bless all those school boards. And we just pray your will to just come along in alignment with that. And just give Mary strength to keep going. And, Lord I also want to um I didn't see too many prayer requests tonight that were specific but I do want to pray for Connie C Klein she had a rough day she said and I don't know if she talked about what that rough day was but you know Lord and so we pray a peace over Connie right now we thank you for Connie we thank you for the love that you sh- shine over her we thank you for all the interactions that you always seem to impress upon her to encourage other people so lord we ask for encouragement for her right now and that her day would end well with the joy of the lord is her strength for her to remember that the joy of the lord is her strength thank you for connie thank you that she's so faithful And Lord, I also want to pray by name all these people that are in our jar, Lord. In our jar because they need to know you. They need salvation. And they have mm-hmm. people that love them so much that they want that for them. And so we're going to name them by name right now, Lord. We have Taylor, Leah J, and Arena, James,
3: Sarah, Sean,
2: Caleb, and Patrick. And you know every single one of these people, obviously, Lord. You know the dates that we've written on these little pieces of paper, the dates we started praying for them. But I know that they've already been prayed for long before we put these little notes of the dates on there by the people who placed their names with us. So thank you for their faithfulness. Thank you for the perseverance that all of these people that know these people personally are still continuing to pray for their salvation. And Lord, we we just pray in alignment with your will for every single person here that they would know you, that they would be able to recognize you even in the simple things of life holy spirit you know each one of these people and what it what it will take for them to hear you to have open eyes and ears so we pray for that to happen we pray for people to come up alongside them that your workers already out in the field that have tilled the soil for all of these people that they would just be energized and they would be strengthened and they would be bold and that they would approach them in a way that you can only that you only know you know the triggers for people you know what will open their hearts and their minds so we're confident in that lord and we'll keep praying for these people week after week and we'll keep adding names lord And we'll just keep praying for them by name because it's so important to speak it out. And so in the name of Jesus, we reject anything from the enemy that would be coming against any one of these people that would prevent them from going into God's arms. In the name of Jesus, your will be done in it, Lord. And we lift all this up to you, Lord with confidence because we know you're at work and man we are so we are so honored that we get to be a part of it Mm -hmm. and we get to carry that light thank you jesus Mm
1: -hmm.
2: in your precious name amen Mm -hmm. Can hear you Ron.
0: Oh, sorry. Lift up your eyes and look on the fields for they are white, all ready to harvest. John 435. Yes.
3: <laughs> hmm.
0: Okay, thank you so much everybody for joining us tonight. We appreciate you being here with us. We appreciate you supporting us. We love you. Thank you. Don't send money, send prayers. <laughs> and uh, we will see you next week right here 7 p.m. Week. Eastern time on Podbean yep my dearest Thank friends you. let us not forget we are here for one reason and one reason only and that is to spread the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ so please find that person that you love that does not know him and tell him your testimony do it today tomorrow could be too late it's great Love you. Okay.
1: Mary, this song is for you. Okay?
2: This is just for you tonight. Stick around till after the song, we'll talk with you. Okay.
0: awesome good choice Mary.
1: i'm
2: not sure why they couldn't hear it in the in the podbean chat but i did post it in the on the telegram page so it's it's i will carry you by ellie holcomb and i'm glad that you were able to hear it mary
4: thank you yeah
2: so if you want to listen to that you can just go to our telegram and catch it
4: that's a good song He does carry me
0: yes (laughs) all right we'll see you guys all next week thank you for joining us once again god cast out
4: nice to meet you ron bye sis bye
3: love you guys